today on The Breakdown. Most days you don't wake up and think, I'm going to play a million-dollar pot today. But that is going to happen for Bill Klein and Matt Kirk from a hand that just happened very recently on Poker After Dark. We're going to take it all apart right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. God, I love Matt Kirk. That guy, by the way, I also like the new hairdo. I think it looks better. Than the bald? Yeah, he looks like uh, looks like a guy now. What did he look like before? I don't know. I don't know. What did he look like before? Not a guy. Looked like a guy to me. Nah. Nah. It's a weird... Not a guy. It's a weird thing you're doing. <laughs> um, Matt Kirk, honestly, in this hand, he doesn't do anything that crazy, which is a bit disappointing because... Right. We love it when Matt Kirk does crazy things. He normally does crazy things. Yeah, it's great. I mean, the, the, and I've got to believe his reputation is going to play into some of the decisions that ultimately Bill Klein is going to make, but we're going to examine all that and see if we think it's you know, reasonable or not. Right. Now, this is a very big pot, as Jonathan mentioned. It ends up being a million-dollar pot. Million-dollar pot, whatever. Which uh, is among the biggest pots we've ever done on The Breakdown, I assume. Yeah, I mean, it has to be, right? I mean... It may be the biggest pot we've ever done. It's among the biggest televised pots in history, I suppose. I just think it has to be, right? Yeah. I mean, back in high-stakes poker days, there were a couple that that exceeded a million, I think. Were there really? I I, don't know if there were. I think there were. A million? I think there were a couple. I don't think so, man. Maybe not. I don't think so. I think think on the the new Poker After Dark, there's been a few. The Antonio Duan Aces versus Kings hand may have been that big. Maybe. I don't don't even think that one got to be a million bucks. It's hard to play a million-dollar pot you know it's just well, hard it depends on the stakes man if we're playing yeah. 5k 10k it's not that hard it's not that hard and, and you know like you're saying the old poker after dark they they did have that 500k minimum buy-in you mean high stakes poker yes that yeah. is exactly what i mean so i guess at some point surely two people were all in right so it seems likely that we did ultimately get a million dollar right pot. but i just don't remember that at yeah any i don't point. really either remember specifics and also if it happened it probably got run twice yes. something like that that didn't right. happen here right. um and uh that's the, the size of the pot is probably the main reason this was suggested by Daniel Boston and Mark Testart. Yeah. And uh, thanks for the suggestion, guys. Hope you are podcast listeners. I know Mark Testart is. I don't yes. know for sure about Daniel Boston. Daniel Boston, if you're a podcast listener, you know, tweet at us and just give us like a winky face. A we'll winky know. face, yeah. Because just a winky face, nothing else. Otherwise, you'll think, the poker guys never did my suggestion. I'm one of the dummies who only watches the videos. I don't know what a podcast is. <laughs> That's what you that's, are. That's what you're going to think to yourself. Yeah. All those three sentences in that order. <laughs> yeah. So congratulations, podcast listeners. This is exclusively for you. Yes. As um, most of our mon- Monday podcasts are, right? Yes. Most of them. Mostly. Not always. Mostly. Mostly. You know what that mostly is from? That's a reference. Yeah. I, I know I was doing a reference when I did it, but I can't remember what the reference it's, is. It's Newt from Aliens. Oh really? When she says, when uh, she says they come, they mostly come at dark, and then there's a pause, and she says mostly. Yes, that's right. Okay, gotcha. We're no, there. No, that movie came out in 1986. I still get the reference. It's 31 years. That's later. when I was born. No bigs. Uh, so anyway, this is an inflated pot for a couple reasons. One of them is Matt Kirk and Tom Dwan are at the table, and they are straddling and double straddling. Oh. Also, everybody's really deep in this hand, uh, so it's a 200-400 game. This is the new Poker After Dark, of course, but yes. I don't know if it's a mandatory double straddle or not. It's Tom Dwan and Matt Kirk, so they might just be doing it because they like doing that. Yeah, I, it wouldn't be shocking. Right. So uh, let's get into it, shall oh, we? Let's do this. All right, so we got Kirk in the initial straddle and Dwan in the $1,600 straddle. Mm-hmm. Uh, a woman, I forgot her first name, but... Lauren a, Roberts, Somebody I think? Roberts, who's playing all of the high-stakes stuff on TV these days. Yeah. 
Um, she's going to be a garbage human. Just going to let you know. But she's going to raise to 5K with 8-9 suited, which is reasonable. They are six-handed. And Dwan had made it 1,600, you said? Yeah. 5K is probably not enough. Probably not with Kirk and Dwan in the straddles. I mean, yeah, there's like a lot of extra money than there normally would be anyway. And so, so 3Xing it just isn't going to do it. But she's going to have a position, I guess, on Kirk and Dwan. And those are the most likely people to call. So it's fine, I guess. Speaking of not enough. Yeah. We're going to get to Bill Klein. Who, for okay. those of you who don't know, is a very wealthy man. I believe he's a billionaire. I mean, he makes enough money that whether whatever he wins or loses on these shows, he then donates. If he loses, he matches it, and if he wins, he donates the winnings to some charity. So yeah, he so he basically either breaks even or loses money every single time he plays and does not care. Right, so he's doing very very well. Yes, he is, uh, and he's got four hundred eighty six thousand dollars in front of him. This this shows you how deep the stacks are here. That's very deep. I mean, for him, that's like walking around money, right? <laughs> right, but it's a 200-400 game. It's like, let's go get some ice cream money. I'm just going to grab some money and put it in my pocket in case we decide to like see a movie, too. I take $486,000. Yeah. Just in case. Just to be clear, in a 200-400 game, a 200-blind buy-in is $80,000. Right. He has $486,000 in front of him. <laughs> yeah. These guys are deep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, uh, that's 1,200 blinds. It's pretty, pretty significant. Yes, it is. All right. So speaking of not enough, as I said, Roberts had made it $5,000 with 8-9 suited. Klein is in the small blind, and he's got two aces. Wait, you no, no, I'm, I'm good. I was just making sure. I was like, that really is 1,200 blinds? It is. But it really is. Yeah. It just seems impossible that it could be 1,200 blinds. It is 1,200 blinds. I was just doing that in my head. Like, really? Yeah, go ahead. It's not Sorry. 120. I tell you that much. Right. Um, so Klein with 486K, two aces. In the small blind, in a straddled pot with Matt Kirk and Tom Dwan in the straddles, someone makes it 5K. How much do you want to make it with aces here out of the small blind? Right. That's a key, key component. First of all, let's remember we have Tom Dwan and Matt Kirk, guys, who are going to call wider. Yes. Um, we're going to have the worst position at the table, and Lauren Roberts already opened. Like She's she probably calling no matter what the size is. I think, I think 25K is a reasonable amount. I agree. Make. I, that's what I was going to go with. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, I think we're we want to not we want to get heads up with aces most. Uh, yeah, of the time. heads up really wants. To, and also, by the way, our stack to pot ratio is not going to be amazing here. Right. Right. Even if we get called by Lauren Ro- Lauren Roberts, we think I don't know name? what her first name is. Mrs. Roberts. Yeah. Ms. Ms. Roberts. I shouldn't assume marriage. Ms. Roberts. Let's just call her Roberts. Roberts. That's good. Like the Dread Pirate Roberts. Yes. That's another reference. Good. You know what that's a reference to? Uh, is it Pirates of the Caribbean? No, it's Princess Bride. Okay. Wesley was the Dread Pirate Roberts. Anyway. Um, this is fun. I like these 80s references. Yeah, it's fun for you. Yeah, I'm loving it. So anyway, um, we make it 25K. We get called by Ms. Roberts, and uh, there's something like 55K in the pot, maybe a little less. We still have $460,000 in front of us. That's 9 to 1 stack-to-pot ratio or so. Aces play okay there, but they don't play amazing, you know? Right. We want it to be a lesser stack to pot ratio, to be clear, is what exactly. you're saying. Exactly. Right, right. We, don't, we, we want the pot to be bigger as soon as possible when we have a hand like aces. Right, because the problem is the reverse implied odds of aces get worse and worse the deeper the stack to pot ratio becomes. Exactly. And so a hand like 9-8 suited plays best when it's more like a 13-to-1 stack to pot ratio. It's like an ideal ratio. Aces play better around a 6-to-1 or less ratio. So we're going to be somewhere in the middle, which is okay, but we'd love it if we could make it, you know... I mean, it's not reasonable to make it more than 25. It's no, fine, too, really. but 25 is fine. But just to give you a sense, wow, that seems so big and all that stuff. But we're still not really where we want to be with aces. Even right. Then. And that's one reason. The other reason, of course, is that it's a double straddled pot with two super active players in the Correct. straddle. Somebody has voluntarily chosen to raise those players. This person knows who those players are. Yeah. They're probably not going to fold. Right. Like, this is a good spot to make it big. 
Bill Clinton screws it up. He makes it 14K. Wow. That is crazy small. That's inviting Tom Dwan in. It's still, I mean, it's still a lot for Tom Dwan to call, but it's a bit of an invitation for Matt Kirk and Tom Dwan to not fold. Yes. And I mean, it's. And it's, Lauren Roberts, or whatever her name is, can't fold. Stop saying a first name. I'm, I'm going with Lauren. No, get used to it. It's just Roberts. Dread Pirate. Fine. I'm going to call her Pirate. Okay, <laughs> Pirate. Okay. Um, so he makes a 14K. We think this is a mistake. It's got to be a mistake. Yeah. You're in the small blind, too. You've got to charge people, man, especially when you're going to be out of position. That, that costs you money later in the hand so often. You know what I prefer to making it 14K? I prefer flatting because yeah. Matt Kirk and Tom Dwan are very likely to squeeze. That is a great, great point. I like that way better than 14 also. We hope one of those guys picks up something or doesn't pick up something and squeezes. Then we can really make them pay for that. Yeah. And then they'll be less likely to squeeze in the future or we'll get a lot of value because they don't fold. Right. Either way, it's great. Yep. So I think flatting is way better than a small three bet. Yep. A big three bet is probably the best thing to do. Yep. Although flatting is also pretty cool. Yeah. But big three bet normally would be the right play. The worst thing to do would be to fold, obviously. Can't do that. Can't do that. We have the nuts. I mean, yeah. That's uh, right. So that would, that would uh, imply collusion of some type, I believe, if we were to fold here. Or some sort of delusion, like he what? can't see his uh, cards very well. Or illusion, like someone is somehow tricking him. Like David Blaine's in the background waving his fingers around. Exactly. He's like, Bill Klein, there is a playing card inside your orange. Also, you have king four off. That's right. Fold now. Yeah. 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 David Blaine might be able to do that. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he can. Yeah. So don't play poker with David Blaine. He'll make you think anything. Well, play poker with him. Just don't play poker against him. Oh, in a him. team event. Yes. Yeah. Play on his team. Absolutely. Playing against him would be a mistake, it yeah. seems. You don't want to do that. Also, don't get into like a, who can stick this metal skewer further through their arm No, contest he's going to win that one. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen evidence of that. He's yeah. going to win that one. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, so after Klein makes it 14K in the small blind, the big blind folds, who is Jean-Robert Balland. Great. Uh, Matt Kirk in the big blind. Or not in the big blind, in the straddle. Yeah. Has the initial straddle has four hundred and eighty two thousand. So very similar stack decline who has four hundred and eighty six K. Right. So these guys are crazy deep. Kirk has ace four of hearts and he calls. This is probably a mistake. It's clearly a mistake. Yeah. But it's this is Matt Kirk and he does things like that. It's only twelve thousand. That's the good news. I mean it's more than that. He has eight hundred in there and climb made at fourteen thousand. <laughs> You're right. It's only thirteen thousand two hundred. Yeah. Right now. By the way, Dwan could re raise Roberts could re-raise. Yeah. So this just seems like a bad, bad play. It does. But nonetheless, I believe he would have folded if Klein had made it 25K. I think he probably would Although have. Although it's Matt Kirk, I don't know for sure. Yeah. Maybe he would actually re-raise. But whatever. That would be great, obviously, from Klein's point of view. But even if he doesn't fold, who cares? The point is, if he's not going to fold, great. We get to charge him the max, basically, to play Ace-4 of hearts. And if he... Uh, is it, It's Ace-4 of hearts? Yes, it is. Or... Uh, if he does fold, that's fine too, because we get to play heads up probably. Right. I mean, yeah, this is a this is a pretty clear mistake from Kirk to call here. I mean, come on, you can't put in this many blinds with this hand out of position when there's been a three bet and the action is not closed. That's crazy. It's probably not right when you are closing the action. No, probably let alone not. when you're not. So uh, suboptimal preflop play so far. Yeah. Hey, it's Matt Kirk. Shocking. I know. <laughs> yeah. But he is great action, man. I yeah. love watching that guy. And to be clear, for those of you who don't know who Matt Kirk is, because we're just sort of assuming everyone knows, right? Matt Kirk is the Australian. He's, I think he doesn't call himself a pro. He calls himself a gambler, and that's probably accurate. Yes, right? and he's got a lot of money coming from somewhere. 
it, it ain't poker. We don't. It doesn't think. feel like it. I mean, it if you if you guys want to see an incredible, incredible hand, one of my all time favorite hands that we've check ever out. Done. Some players just want to watch the world burn, which yeah. is a breakdown we did over a year ago. Well over maybe well a year over and a year ago. ago. It's uh, available on YouTube as a video. If you want to hear the podcast, you of course need to buy the podcast archive. You can only get the 2017 plus podcast right. here uh, for free. If you want to check out our podcast archive, you go to selfy.com, S-E-L-L-F-Y.com, type in the poker guys. You can get 132 podcasts for $99, 92 hours of content, including some players want to watch the world burn. And man, really, that it's it's certainly worth going to watch the video if you if you haven't seen it. The podcast is great because we spend like however long, 45 minutes talking about the hand. And it's a hand that sort of demands that level of scrutiny. I mean, right. not, not, not all of our hands do. This one, I'm, I'm curious to see how much scrutiny we actually are able to get into this, this exact hand. But man, that hand, holy mackerel. It's one of the great hands we've ever done. It is. And if you think Matt Kirk is spewy because he called with ace four of hearts, that ain't you nothing. ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't even begun to understand That's right. the depths of Matt Kirk's depravity. Yeah. <laughs> it's correct. Yeah, he's amazing. I yeah. love him. All right. So Tom Dwan folds because he has five dues or something like that. And then it's back to uh, Roberts, the Dread Pirate, yeah. and she, of course, is going to call at this point. Oh my God! I yeah. mean, at twenty five k, she she's going to call twenty five k too. If Kirk calls, and probably if she's going to be in position, yeah, she's going to call either way. Too, yeah, but she's not going to love it, and now she does love it. Now it's like no problem, easy call, right? right. Seven thousand. I'm closing the action. There's a kajillion dollars in the what's pot, and we're your, super deep. What's up with your math today, dude? Because in my head, it's twelve thousand every time. Why? Yeah, it's fourteen. Yeah, it makes it fourteen. I don't know. I just think it's a $12,000. It's a raise of 12000 Well, that would be even worse than, tw- than it's 14. It's true. It's true. Anyway, so fine. It's uh, it's 9000 to close the action. Cool. There's thirty more than thirty k in the pot. It's a very what clear, a deal. It's a very clear call. And by the way, I'm in position against both these players with a hand that plays great in position. Yeah, of course. It's clear. Yeah. It's a very clear call. The pot's now 44400 and we're going to the, going to go to the flop. But before we do that, I want to talk about a place where you can see plenty of flops and... Uh, any what terms? else can you do there? You can find your lost dreams. You can do that. You can you can experience the land of the free, the home of the brave. What was the other one? We had another know. one you, that was really good. You came up with something else. It was really good. Like, I have to listen to that show when yeah. it comes out. Well, the, the Bitcoin runs through the rivers like uh, salsa at a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> and is, that, is that a good way to say it? Um, you know, it, it, the Bitcoin runs. If, if the Mexican restaurant has like a special installation where... They made this fake little river and going yeah. through a little town and salsa runs through it. Ooh, I want to go to that restaurant. Oh, my God. I want, to, I want to watch the YouTube video about that restaurant. Yeah. You know? See and the documentary. We're going to make that restaurant. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm talking about Nitrogen Sports Poker Room, yeah. which is a place that the poker guys play online poker, and you can, too. That's true. If you use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitrogen, first of all, it's very easy. You just need to use a username and a password. That's all they ask for. Yep. Of course, you're going to have to have some Bitcoin if you want to play. Uh, although there are free rolls and stuff like that. Right. So, But if you want to play with us, deposit some Bitcoin on there. It's really easy. It happens in 5 to 20 minutes. And if you use the link, you get to play in exclusive Poker Guys sit and goes, free rolls, bounty tournaments, I don't know, other cool stuff. You get to come to our Mexican restaurant for free when it opens. Yeah, that's the, one of the big perks. Yeah, and you, you get no, to, no photographs, please, of the, the Mexican No, but you get to dip your chips in, in the river for free, which usually that costs five bucks. Yeah, but no, but no photographs. No photographs. <laughs> <laughs> Of course not. That's proprietary. You, yeah. can't, you can't take a picture of that. Yeah. You can't do that. Anyway. We will, we will destroy your camera. The great thing phone. about nitrogen is just how fast you get your deposits and withdrawals through. Now, deposits, that's old hat. Some some sites get the deposits in relatively quickly. Yeah, nitrogen true. also does. 
I mean, nitrogen gets it faster than faster, almost everyone else, the, but you're faster right. than most, and you you're don't right. have the, all the bank problems and stuff because it's Bitcoin. The withdrawals are where where it's so nice because we're talking five to twenty minutes on a withdrawal. It doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter how many withdrawals you've done. You could have done thirty withdrawals that day, all for the equivalent of a hundred thousand dollars. Doesn't matter. It's the yeah. same speed. And no, and they never like stop you. It's your money. You get it. You're totally in control of it at all times. Right, and it's five to twenty minutes, Beautiful. which is unheard of in the industry. Yeah. I mean. I've waited forever and not gotten paid. I've waited for four months and gotten paid. I've waited for weeks and gotten paid. And we've also and, not, both of us have really not gotten paid at yeah. by numerous sites, right? Right. And if you're lucky with other sites using Bitcoin as a withdrawal method, it's going to take 24 hours if you're lucky. Usually it's a lot more than that. Yeah. On Nitrogen, it's five to 20 minutes because they don't do any BS. There's it's, no dilly dallying. It's just the speed of Bitcoin. You know what they say in the poker industry when something that incredible and that, that kind of competitive advantage is happening? It's like a river of salsa. No, they say that's how the babies get made. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're going to have to name that Mexican restaurant by the end of the podcast. Okay. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Okay, good. So let's get back to the hand here. Okay. So we have $44,400 in the pot going to the flop. We have Matt Kirk with Ace-Four of Hearts for some reason, Bill Klein with two aces, and uh, Sailor Roberts with... Uh, maybe she's related to Sailor Roberts. I mean, probably not. Probably not. With eight-nine of spades. And uh, the flop is a good one for the old Aussie, Aussie gunslinger. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah. Matt Kirk with his ace four of hearts. It's five of spades, four of clubs, four of diamonds. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a hell of a flop when you call a three bet with ace four. We made a huge mistake. And look at this. <laughs> we're going to get paid. We have, we have the best hand so frequently. It's yeah. insane. Yeah. I mean, we're losing to exactly one hand right now. Yeah. Basically, two hands. Two hands. Two, two hands. I mean, Roberts is the most likely to have either four or five suited or pocket fives. That's correct. And guess what? We also don't care. Yes. Like, I guess you're going to get all my money then because I'm never folding this hand in this spot this against you This is too guys. good of a hand to ever fold. That is the end of that. Yes. Just the right. deal. So 44400 in the pot, and Klein being out of position is first to act. Yeah. Betting makes sense here. Of course. Obviously. I mean, both players rate to have plenty of over pairs in their range that they certainly can't fold for one bet. I mean, I would think Matt Kirk had like two tens a lot right now. You yeah. Know, he flatted the three bet, you know, when he didn't have to. Right. And it was So, yeah. Like... As Bill Klein, I, I would be betting for value and think a lot of the times I'm going to get some action. Yeah, so which that's is cool. great. So he does. He bets $30,000. I that's like this fine. sizing. I mean, I think Kirk's going to call 30 as frequently as he's going to call 20 with his overpairs and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And same with Roberts, probably. Maybe if Kirk has like exactly two sixes or something or two sevens, he might decide to fold because he has Roberts behind him, too, and he's like a little unsure what to do. But he might just call once because, uh, come on, it's Matt Kirk. What am I talking about? Of course yeah. he's going to call. He's going to call with ace five here. Yeah, for sure he is. And you know what? He probably should. Yeah. Okay. All right. He should be in the hand with ace-five, but whatever. Kirk calls. Or he doesn't call. Excuse me. I'm wrong about that. Yeah. Because Kirk has ace-four. He has trips. Trips with the the best kicker. So he's hoping that Klein has... King-four off. Yes, but more more what in realistic hope, he's hoping Klein has the hand he has. Yes. He's like, please have aces, please have kings, please have queens, have one of those hands. Of course. Yeah. So he raises to 75000 I cannot fault this play, especially out of Matt Kirk. I mean, right. you're going to get a lot more action when you're Matt Kirk. I think this is a fine play at any point by anyone when someone's th- when uh, the old guy's three bet. Yes. I think it's fine when you flop trips just to raise it right on the flop anyway. Also, I, I feel like often when we raise on the flop, unless we're the tightest of the tight, you know, we don't have to have it. And people are going to be not apt to always believe that. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. You know? So, um, but especially Matt Kirk, who is the craziest of the crazy, 
Like, you have to raise your strong hands. Yes, I agree. So this is, like, so easy for him to make this raise. It is. It's a great spot. Uh, Roberts takes a little bit too long to fold her 8-9 of spades. She does. For some reason. Like, she should have insta-folded as soon as Matt Kirk started reaching for chips. Yeah. She should be like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I thought you already put the chips in. <laughs> My card's already in the muck, though, so that's fine. Yeah. There's no reason for her to wait any time at all. But uh, All right. Whatever. So we're back to Bill Klein. Kirk has just raised to 75K. Yeah. We don't love it, but it is Matt Kirk, which is nice. That is great. Now, what is our effective stack situation at this point? All right. So we have about the same stack. Okay. Kirk started with four. Let's call it 480. Yeah. Um, and he's raising to 75K, having called 14K preflop. So it's about 90K off of that. So we're at about 390. 390. Okay. So there's still a lot to go. The first question I would ask myself as Bill Klein with aces, because here's the first thing I'm thinking to myself. I'm never folding to Matt Kirk here. Of course. That's never happening. So that so my first question my so that's my first thought is like am I ever folding? Hey, I'm not. Okay, great. Second thing is are we going to end up all in no matter what here? Like like uh, let's say Matt meaning like if Matt Kirk has got me beat and he decides just to put bets in, are my are we sort of guaranteed to be all in? That's, I, th- that's I my think next so. question. I think the answer is yes. It seems likely, right? All right, so the question is how how do we do that optimally? Right. So we're going to get all in. So every time Matt Kirk has us, he's going to get a double. Unless the runout is incredible for us and we can somehow get away. Right, maybe four to a straight or yeah. something like that. But even then, against Matt Kirk, we may not fold. Yeah. But he may check it back or something, and that will save us. Yeah. But okay. But so we can sort of like already sort of like emotionally decide, if he's got me, he's got me. That's okay. Like Because right. I'm, I'm not getting away from this hand against this guy. That's the truth, right? And I think Bill Klein did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, me too. And I also think he made a mistake in figuring out What's the best way to proceed with that thought in my mind? And I think this is a mistake that a lot of people make. Yeah, here we go. This this is the crux of the hand we're just getting to right now. Right. So Bill Klein decides to raise. Right. And this is, in my opinion, a massive mistake. It seems horrible to me as well. Now, we know Matt Kirk is essentially a sociopath when it comes to poker. Right. But having watched plenty of Matt Kirk play in the past, we watch at least like a couple sessions of him play. Mm-hmm. He does get away from it when people fight back, when he's like messing around. I mean, he's used to people fighting back yeah. and he's used to being in these spots, right? Cause he puts himself in spots all the time where people three bet him, you know, where he, where he doesn't have it and he gets raised. Like he's not spec constantly. I'm yes. Sure. So he probably is used to insta folding all the freaking time. Yep. Like put chips in, fold. Put chips in, fold. Once in a while, maybe make another play back at people, but mostly, especially when the old guy, like... Probably not here. when we get three-bet having... Him having three-bet pre-flop also. Yeah. Jeez. Like, and now we just raise on a 4-4-5 four, four, flop. If Bill Klein three-bets, Bill Klein is representing extreme strength, and it would seem folly as Matt Kirk to be like, I'm just going to four-bet all in and bluff him off whatever with my, you know, 6-7 or whatever, my all open right. and straight draw. So I have a couple questions. Yeah. That I know you know the answers to, but this is for the listeners. Great. To inform why both of us think this is a horrible play by Bill Klein. Okay. Because he's going to raise it to 175000 Sure. All right. Let's do this. First question. Is he ever folding out a better hand? No. No. Because the next best hand is... Deuce four suited. Deuce four. Yeah. Matt Klein is not folding trip fours because Bill Klein doesn't rate to have any fours. Matt right? Klein is not folding trip fours. Matt Kirk. <laughs> Matt Kirk, Bill Klein, no one cares. We know yeah. the Aussie and the old guy. Yeah. Um. Bill Klein does not rate to have fours, and even if he does, it's one of those spots, actually similar to what we're saying with Bill Klein, you just sort of have to steal yourself and be like, I guess he's getting it all. Yes. Like, if he has pocket fives, he has pocket fives. Sometimes you're going to get cooler. I guess I just got cooler. Take my buy-in. This is why we play poker with multiple buy-ins, right? All right. 
Next question. Of yeah. the hands that Matt Kirk might decide to raise on this flop that are actually value hands, yes. which are we beating? Which are we beating as Bill Klein? Yeah. We're beating some of the potential overpairs. Such as? Two jacks. Okay. He might raise two jacks. He's Matt, he's Matt, uh, Matt Kirk. Kirk. There you go. I wanted to say Klein so badly. Too many Ks. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question. Okay. Where do the four bets stop pre-flop for Kirk? Like, what's the lowest pocket pair he actually has here on this right. flop? Because he's Matt Kirk. He's got to get value out of his big pre-flop hands. He might not be four betting jacks against Bill Klein's three bet from the small He block. might not. He might decide to call with that. I'm going to even say, and I think this is unlikely, there's at least a little bit of a chance he sometimes can show up with queens here. Okay. Maybe. Does he... Never does kings does ever. he continue against this raise with two queens if he somehow has two queens? This is a really important question. Yeah. I mean, the only way we could continue, because we wouldn't think Bill Klein was bluffing. No. We would need to believe Bill Klein is now three-betting with a worse hand, but four value. Like, tens or jacks exactly, and probably just jacks. Which seems highly unlikely. It seems very unlikely you'd expect Bill Klein to just call with jacks almost always. Right. So it's very hard to continue with queens once we raise because we would think, oh, God, he has aces. Right? And uh, so we have to have this crazy parlay of Kirk not four betting queens or jacks right. preflop. Kirk then deciding to raise on the flop with those hands. And then Klein and then deciding betting to a worse call hand. the three bet of Klein. When Klein, oh, you're I'm right. Talking oh, from when Klein does have his aces. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Right, that's what we need to have happen. Right? Yeah, and Cl- and by the way, Kirk might not raise those hands on the flop. Which yeah, which is, is part saying, of right? the parlay. Yeah. Right, and then the next part of the parlay is him raising and then calling. Right. So that's a that's three unlikely things to happen, really. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Jacks really might just call. Yes, but Queens, um, we'd expect mostly he's going to four bet those. Right, but even if he just calls with Jacks, is he going to raise those on the flop? And if he does, is he going to call the three bet? I mean, he might raise them, but it seems ambitious to hope that he's going to call the three bet. Right. Ambitious. So that alone is a problem. Yes. We, uh, we have the problem of... Okay, so now we... Let me, can I just say one yeah. more thing about this? One of the reasons why it's... Amb- you may think as a listener, um, I mean, why is that ambitious if he has jacks? We have an overpair. This is a good spot. Let's remember they're 1,200 blinds deep. If they're 100 blinds deep, sure, he might just... He's probably going to end up going with jacks yeah. and be like, I call, whatever. Let's go. Like, I, my, yeah. like by the time the three bet happens from Klein, Klein's moving in and you're like, I call. Like, I hope you have tens. They might get it in with worse hands, Right. Klein yes. might play tens like this because he's like, well, we're getting in on the next street anyway. It doesn't matter. But in this case, we're so, so crazy deep. There's so much money to lose. You can't play jacks this recklessly. That's all. all. Right. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so we've, we've established two major problems with this raise from Klein, right? Yeah. We're not folding out a better hand, and it's really hard to get action from worse hands, and it's hard for worse hands of value to even be there. Correct. All right. Here's another problem. Good. I was going to bring one up, but please keep going. Okay. What if Matt Kirk's bluffing? Yes. I wasn't even going to say that one, but that's a great one. So what if Matt Kirk just decides this Jack board 10. is better for me than it is for Klein? Klein yeah. has a lot of ace, king, ace, queen, ace, jack in his range. Yeah. I have jack nine offsuit because I'm Matt Kirk, and uh, I'm going to raise and he's going to fold. That's right. my plan. Yeah. It's not going to be good to raise against that hand as Bill Klein because now Matt Kirk's like, okay, I guess that didn't work. Correct. Instead of betting the turn and maybe the river. You know what we're we're in a very slow, beautiful way doing? What? We're We're sort of drawing out the, the all the detail in a game theory disaster, right? Yes, it is. That's what we're really doing. It's like, oh, look, every hand that's worse that that Kirk can really have here, he's probably not going to be able to call the three bet. And every, and every hand that's better, we know he's never folding. That's, that's exactly what you don't want, right? Right. 
So what are we trying to accomplish as Bookline? Well, here's the thing. If this board was had two of the same suit on it, we could talk ourselves into, well, there's straight draws and flush draws, so we can charge those. Yes. We're not going to let those be in position and check back the turn and get like a free turn card, or free, excuse me, a free river card because he raised here. I think it's probably bad to raise on a on a two, like if there's two hearts on the board anyway. Yeah, me too. But it's way worse when it's a rainbow board. Way worse. Now, I mean, the only reasonable bluffs Matt Kirk can have, by the way, which he's going to fold. Six, seven. Is six, seven, right? Suited. Yeah. Six, seven suited. I don't know if he can actually even show up with that, but since he showed up with ace, four suited, I guess he can. Yeah, he absolutely can. He can't show up with three, six though, right? Maybe. Three, six suited. He maybe can. It's Matt Kirk. Let's assume he can. Yeah. Once in a while show up with that. Maybe. I guess Maybe. It, we, if we get to fold those out, that's not so bad. I mean, they have equity. It's not so bad. But if you think about all the other weird random bluffs that Kirk can have, which he can have. Oh, absolutely he can. Then, like, what are we doing? By the way, let's say Matt Kirk is raising a five for value because he's Matt Kirk. Oh, he's for sure going to fold. Um, A thousand percent he's insta-folding. And we have the only thing we have to dodge are other fives. Because if he hits his kicker, we've got a better two pair. Right. It's like nothing ever to be af- There's so little to be afraid of on this board. At the same time, as never folding out two fives, ace four suited, three four suited, four five suited. Even deuce six, four suited. Six four suited. Hands that Matt Kirk might show up with here because he's right. Matt Kirk. Seven four suited. Let's yeah. even add that. It doesn't matter. He's never folding out the better hands ever. This is a huge mistake. Massive, massive mistake. And the other problem with this mistake is it sets us up to have another big mistake, a bigger mistake even, right? Like, because what is our plan? Our plan is, like, if we if Matt Kirk moves in, are we calling? I mean, I think at we this have point to, right? we have to. We have to call of. against Matt Kirk. Yeah. I think, I think if somehow you and I get to this point, Bill Klein, like, runs out of the room. He's like, because he has the runs. <laughs> um, and he's like, take over. You know, we haven't been, we haven't really been paying attention. Oh no, we we know the action, but we're here, and Matt Kirk moves in. We're like, oh geez, well, it's like, Bill Klein's money, right? Yeah. Not mine. Okay, um, I would, I, I'm sure I would call. I'd be like, well, I can't fold this this hand. This hand is like the top of our range, pretty much. Maybe we can have pocket fives once in a while. We can get lucky, and Matt Kirk can be losing his mind. Matt Kirk actually is known to lose his mind yeah. a little bit, so I think we just have to hope that's what's up. We also have to hope he's like, oh, it's a new person. Maybe he'll be scared. I'm going to move in. Yeah, oh, but. So I think we would probably have to call off. And if we don't call off, and if Matt Kirk just calls, then we have to probably shove the turn, right? Right. So we've made this decision to put in our entire stack, which we made before deciding to raise, right? But we're going about it entirely in the wrong way. Exactly. Like, now most of the time when we get our chips in and Kirk doesn't fold, we're behind. Instead of there's ways to get it where we're way ahead. like or, Or even he's drawing dead. But, like... On the turn, anyway. He can be drawing dead on the turn. If we just call this and Matt Kirk makes a big bet on the turn and he's bluffing, he can be drawing dead against us. Yeah, and this this hand is very instructive about results-oriented thinking. Yeah. And it's key in that way because Bill Klein, no matter how he gets it in here, we think it's reasonable to get it in against Matt Kirk. Yes. In this spot with aces. Right. We just think the way you go about it matters a lot because of the types of hands you actually end up getting it in against. And against Matt Kirk's exact hand here, we're going to lose all our money as Bill Klein. Yes. And being results-oriented, it's easy to say to ourselves then, well, no matter what happened, I was going to lose all my money to Matt Kirk. So and walk away. It yeah. doesn't matter. I played it fine. But that's not true. Right. That's not true at all because in the, all the other times when Matt Kirk is bluffing, 
you make the minimum against that instead of making potentially the maximum. Right. And if Metcalf has something like two jacks that he decides to raise in the flop, we're often going to blow him off of that hand where he feels a lot more confident if we just call, we can get more bets out of him. Right. We're going to get another street of value most of the time against Matt Kirk's jacks. Maybe not two streets, probably not. But probably once he's probably going to check back the turn if we, you know, when we call. Yeah. And we're going to bet the river and he's going to call. Or That's he, what's going to happen. Or we can go check, call, check, call if Matt Kirk decides it's yes. too good and I need to get value out of this hand. And what do you do? We win instead of blowing him off the hand. Right. A four comes on the turn and we check and he thinks like, I mean, wouldn't Bill like Bill's Bill can have overpairs, I guess, to me. But like he also has underpairs to me. And I have to get value. And he bets again and we call again. Who right. knows? Yeah. So the point here is you can't allow yourself if you think you might have made a bad play or if maybe your, your poker buddies are telling you you made a bad play, but it's a situation like this where you're like, well, against this guy, I was going to get it in anyway. No, that's a moment of instruction. Learn from it. And Bill Klein needs to learn from a moment like this. Yes. It's hard to argue that. Yeah. So Bill Klein, I don't believe Bill Klein's going to learn from this moment. No, I don't think so, especially the way he acts later. We'll but, talk about that. So so Klein makes it 175, which we think is, is a very big mistake, obviously. We've made that clear. <laughs> yes. All right. What do you want to do as Matt Kirk now? Well, here's the thing. So all that stuff we were saying for Bill Klein, it's not the same for Matt Kirk, but it's not wildly different, right? No. Because Klein doesn't rate to have any fours at all in his range. No, it's it's very hard for him to have. A we four. know if Klein has a four, we're getting it in. Yes, but that's and that's fine because we're going to get it. Well, the thing is this: we can get it in on the turn if we want to. Yes, like so that's beautiful. There's no reason to give Klein a chance to fold two kings right now. No, which I feel like if we move in, we're gonna we're gonna he's gonna tank for a while with every with. Every hand that we're beating, pretty much. Yes, right? right. And we said as Bill Klein, we'd probably have to end up calling with aces, but that's yeah. not a good spot. Right, exactly. Like, I think Klein will find a call with aces, probably. And I think we, he probably should, probably. But he's going to take five minutes before he does. And Queens, he probably is going to fold. And Kings doesn't love his life, even though it's the, those are really the same hands yes. as aces anyway. I still think he might find folds with some of those other hands. It's not going to be easy to call, right? No. Why in the world would we ever, ever, ever put in another race here when we can if he checks the turn we can move in anyway and give him the decision then but since he just three bet let's let him move in himself because why would we if if bill klein is bluffing which by the way he's got a little bit of that in him too maybe a, i don't know in this spot i don't know i don't know in this spot either but in general he's got a little bit of that i've seen yeah. him make some interesting bluffs yeah in big money spots against like john robert in, the, in these games this like, is a know. weird spot for a bluff agreed i agree um, but, like, I saw him raise the river against John Robert on a five straight board after John Robert bet as a bluff and Klein raises a bluff. And it's not something you really expect the businessman to do. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah. But anyway, but my point is so he's got so, a little bit of moves in him anyway, at least a little bit. Yeah, for sure. If he, if he, by any chance in the world, he's like, you know what, Matt Kirk, you're crazy. What, have some of this, you know? Now fold, buddy. Fold whatever you have because you're just, we know, you, we know it's not real. Like, as Matt Kirk, why would we want to blow him off that? Just like as Klein, we yeah. don't want to blow him off any bluffs he can have. Right. It's the same thing. Being in position makes it even better for Kirk. You know, so I think it's a clear only call with the plan of we're getting it in on the turn almost always. Yep. Sounds good to me. Yeah. And that's what Kirk does. So good for him. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. All right. So we got a huge pot now. 394,000. Yeah. It's more. They No one has a, pot, a stack that big. They can't, right? Nope. What's the, what's the effective stack now? I mean. All right. So the effective stack now. 175 plus 12 is 187 minus their starting. So I have like 300K. Yep. And the stat, and the pot is 392. See, as Kirk, we've, we know stack to pot means we can get it in if we want. Right. Assuming Klein is. Uh, if Klein checks the turn, we can shove the turn or we can wait and see if he bets the river. Or we can and bet small the river. Yeah. and try and make it so it's hard for him to. If he has something like two tens. 
you know, he checked calls, 100K on the turn, and just feels like, oh, God, 200K on the river, but the price is so good. Sort of force him into calling with math, yeah. you know, which you can do to some guys. Right, right. So, all right, this is an amazing spot for Matt Kirk. This is amazing. I think if I'm Matt Kirk, I'm like, no king on the turn, no king on the turn. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not folding, but no king on the turn. No, no king, no queen, basically. Like, you don't expect aces because we block aces. We block aces. Yeah, yeah it's fine, whatever. But I, I'd, be most worried, I'd be most afraid of kings. Yes. Of a king. I agree. Um, so, and it feels so good because it's so unlikely for Klein to have pocket fives, which is really the only hand in his three-betting range, potentially, that that's beating us. I mean, look, he can have pocket fives. Like, he just three-bet. I mean, yeah. that's all he did. It's, they're shorthanded. He did it from the True. from the small blind. It's not impossible. True. Um, I think, you know, that's the hand we're worried about. That's the only hand, actually, we really have to be worried about because I guess 5-4 is beating us, too. It's not completely impossible that he's 5-4 suited, but it seems very unlikely for both those hands. Right, and it doesn't matter. Like Right, because we're, gonna we're get getting it. it in. Yeah. This is a hand, as Matt Kirk, we can smile and say, eh, I got coolered. Yep. Whatever. It's better than what happened to me with Leon Shukernik, who just stole money from me. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. All right, so the turn is the deuce of hearts. Never changes anything unless Matt Kirk has 3-6 suited. 3-6 is the only thing which, which improves here. All right, so now you're Bill Klein. You're sitting there. you got 293 effective. What, what do you do? You just move in. You're just like, I guess this is the spot I'm in now. What do you do? We don't have to move in. Okay. What do you do? Look. We're screwed almost always once Matt Kirk is called. I don't think Bill Klein is thinking this way, honestly. But, like, you and me, between us, Grant, we're kind of screwed when Matt, when Matt Kirk calls 175K. Yes. Like, the hands are pretty strongly defined here. But because it's Matt Kirk specifically, I think we check and we give him a chance to move in with 6-7. I agree. Just in case. If he moves in with 3-6, well, we're basically dead against that. that That's sucks. fine. We're hoping for an ace or a four on the river. If he moves in with a full house or a four, we're basically dead against that. Yeah. But... We're dead against those things anyway. We're getting it but in. But at least anyway. we got to give him one more chance to put it in with a worse hand than us. Because if we move in and Kirk has six seven suited, he is folding. Right. If somehow he finds a call with six seven suited on the flop, he is now folding. Right. And we are we have so much equity against that hand. So as now that the turn card has yeah. come out, it's, it seems just absurd not to check and let him throw three hundred thousand dollars at this when he's like eighteen percent. Yeah. Like great. I'm also rich. I don't care if I lose this pot as Bill Klein. It's okay. Right. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't change my bottom line. So yeah. This but feels I can like kind of feel Bill Klein's thought process happen as the hand goes. Once yeah. he three bets, he's like, "Well, now I've got about pot size bet left, a little bit less, and I've aces, and I just don't want to think anymore. I'm gonna right. put the chips in and uh, hope I get called by a worse hand somehow. Right. Which is never I mean, happening. We did get much. called by a three. Our three bet got called, so we may think, I guess he has jacks and he's gonna call. I don't know. I mean, I mean it's Matt Kirk. We'd have to know that Matt Kirk. We have to have seen Matt Kirk do this yes. to believe that this is a good line. And I don't think I've seen him do stuff like this. Now, there is a potential factor that we're missing here. Okay. Matt Kirk is prone to tilt, for sure. Mm-hmm. We've seen this in the past. Yeah. So it's possible, of all of the candidates at the table, that Matt Kirk is a guy who maybe, if he's on his worst possible tilt, will end up calling with two queens on the, on the turn and calling the flop with two queens. Like, maybe, if okay. we're super lucky. Super, but that means, as you said, the parlay has to get there. But if we check, he might just move in with two queens anyway. And yeah. if we check and he checks it back, we can move in on the river. And unless a king comes, like he's probably just going to be like, I call. If you know, it's going to be the same situation. Well, I think we're probably checking the river too. If if it goes check check on the turn, yeah. Why? I mean, what is I, we think Matt Kirk's going to move in with two queens on the river? Um, well, if he doesn't, th- oh, you think you think he will move in with two queens yeah. on the river anyway? Fair enough. That's probably true. We might, yeah, okay, that's probably true. Well, we can worry about that later. The point is, like, we can, two queens we can probably get value from later anyway. But two queens are never there, so not even worth talking about. Yeah. 
So Bill Klein moves in, and I kind of understand this more than I understand the flop three bet once we're yes. here. Yeah, I mean, we're sort of like, we've already committed to this pot at this yeah. point. It is obvious, and so we're just following through on that. But upon thinking about it more, checking is slightly better. The only way this is good, even a little bit, and there's no way it's good. <laughs> but the only way is if, as Bill Klein, somehow we can show up with 6-7 a fair amount taking this line. So then we balance it with aces taking the same line. But I don't think any of that's going no, on. No, I don't think so either. Yeah. And, and even uh, then, we've set up a game theory disaster, so it doesn't really matter. And it's kind of instructive of how bad of a line this is with aces for Bill Klein that Matt Kirk, although he calls the turn because, of course, he has to. He insta-calls. But he does not look happy. He, he, he makes a face and throws the chip he's in like, like you, I'm, you I'm have losing, pocket fives, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess you have pocket fives, buddy, but I can't fold this hand, right? Right. And that, mean, that shows Matt Kirk's understanding of the situation. Like yes. He knows, like... You're not supposed to have aces here. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, yeah. and that says Matt Kirk probably is getting away from queens on the flop and probably yeah. getting away from jacks on the flop. Seeing his face the way he calls the turn, he really doesn't like it. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be beat. Right. He's absolutely supposed to be beat. He's like, what a crazy cooler. How crazy unlucky for me. Right. I call, of course. I, of course I call. I'm not going to waste anyone's time. We know I'm calling. Yes. And, and instead, uh, Bill Klein then makes the face. And the river's the nine of hearts, and that's a $980,000 pot. That Matt Kirk wins, which he may have gotten that much anyway. I want to say that again. He, he may have gotten that much anyway had Bill Klein not three-bet the flop. But Bill Klein did not give him a chance to bluff. He didn't give himself a chance to win a monster pot against a bunch of hands that he can beat. Let's, let's see if he would have gotten that much. So Bill Klein bets 30000 Kirk makes it seventy-five. Bill Klein calls. Yes. We so, now have uh, about two hundred in the pot. 200 in the pot, and we still have like 400k behind. I think we're going to get there anyway. Um, Klein checks the turn. Kirk, Kirk bets, bets 125. Or that's something. what I was thinking. 125. Maybe he bets 150. Okay. Well, let's let's play it as 150. 150 means we get it in on the river yeah. for sure. 125. We still get it on the river yeah. actually. Okay, so we're getting it in because even if he bets 100, right? There's a 400 400k in the pot. Yeah, and we're going to get it in. We okay. have to have Kirk bet super small in the turn for us not to get it in by the river. Right. Kirk instead is probably going to size up the turn a little bit so that way the river bet doesn't look as absurd. Yeah. So it's not a pot size bet. It's less than a pot size bet. It's just easier to call. Like call me with your jacks, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting it in. That's and fair enough. Yeah. So either way, Matt Kirk calling preflop with Ace Four of Hearts is a horrible thing that happened to Bill Klein because. He was going to lose a million-dollar pot pretty much no matter what. As soon as that happened. As right. soon as that happened. But he went about it the wrong way because he didn't give himself to win a million-dollar pot. That's right. He didn't give himself a chance to win a million-dollar pot. That's but what that's, I meant to no, say. But that's, that's really important. Yeah. So all he did was the way he played this, he made it so... Well, he was always going to lose a half a million dollars, but he can't ever win a half a million dollars. Right. That's crazy. Unless Matt, Kirk, that's, unless that's Matt Kirk completely loses his mind, which right. in, sometimes happens. Well, but Matt Kirk is... Un- oh, because you're saying like calling with queens. Yeah. Okay, fine. But we don't think so because we saw his face when he called yeah. on the turn. Right. You know, if you're Tom Dwan, maybe you can play aces like this against Matt Kirk and, be, and have it be profitable, but not if you're Bill Klein. No, not if you're Bill I don't, Klein. I'm not even sure if Tom Dwan can play it profitably like this, honestly, when you're this deep. And, uh, and Bill Klein, I understand his frustration because, you know, he's in the process of losing one of the biggest pots in televised poker history. Yeah. But he's complaining as the cards come out as if he's very unlucky. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like... Uh, like, ah, oh, this is how I started. I guess he lost with aces early in the session, and this is near the end of the session. He's like, ah, oh, this is how I started, too. Just to f- the four got me again. Like, Yeah, fours like, again. Yeah, it's like, like, well, I mean, 
Yeah, yeah, but you, no. Yeah, I mean, you made a big mistake. You play this differently, we'd be like, yeah, Forrest got you. We'd yeah. agree with you, but you played it so bad, Bill, we can't even sympathize with you. I mean, that's, this that's is the bad, only way man. this is a breakdown hand, basically, unless Bill Klein gets away from it on the river. Like, if, if Bill Klein just calls the 75K and somehow gets away from it eventually against Matt Kirk, that's a breakdown hand, too. Yeah, but I, I think that we might even criticize him yeah. for doing that. We're like, I know Matt Kirk had it this time, but come on. Right. Come on. Right. You can't fold to that guy. You know, I'd probably that'd probably be my stance on it. Is my guess. I wonder how many listeners out there are still thinking. Well, what are the poker guys talking about? He was going to get it in anyway. I would guess most of them are not. We yeah. really covered that pretty extensively. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. So, what's the name of the Mexican restaurant? Oh, with the, with the River of Salsa. By the way, this town is like a scale model of a real town. It's really well done. <laughs> oh yes, yeah, beautiful. There's a River of Salsa going through. A couple engineering pieces that are very difficult. Keeping the river of salsa moving because it's pico de gallo, you know, it's chunky. Yeah, it's it's not like it's you know your normal waterfall water or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, you got to make salsa move. So we have to have a slight <laughs> incline. We also have to have a system where the salsa is collected and put back at the top of the incline somehow, so mm. the river can because we can't afford to just keep putting new salsa in there. Obviously, I mean we'll go broke doing yeah. that. I mean, what are we? Fools? It's, I mean, it's organic. We can't we can't afford that. <laughs> Only the best. Right. For the salsa river. It's like river. a twelve foot river of salsa, yeah. man. It's amazing. I mean, admittedly, five dollars per per chip dip. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's one of the ways we I mean, but we have to recoup our initial investment. You understand as a customer. I'll, yeah, I mean I mean, look at this charming river of salsa and this charming little town. There's little people in there. We yeah. move the people around at night when nobody's there, so they change every day. <laughs> <laughs> no, and actually even during the day, you know, we'll have one of the busboys run up and like take the little figurine of Juan and take him from like eating breakfast with his family to his, his yeah, job at he the goes newspaper. To, yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> All right. So what's the name of the restaurant? The name of the restaurant is um, Salsa. I barely know her. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> That's no good. I, it was really hard to come up with something. I think what it's... Do you got? I, now, I used to speak Spanish a little better than I do now, but I want to go Spanish for a river runs through it. Uh, That's what I want to go What's with. river in Spanish? Rio. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Good. Um, and through is, of course... I don't know. Tio? No, that's <laughs> no. uncle. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, well... The, All right, well, we'll talk... Rio, I mean, Rio de Salsa is, of course, a Rio great de name. Salsa, yeah. I mean, that's pretty obvious. But who cares if it's obvious? I would go to a Mexican restaurant named Rio de Salsa Especially sure. if you knew there was a river of salsa. I it. would want to just go for the engineering miracles, but I would stay for the uh, chip dipping for only $5. And also, the thing, that's, the thing that's the kicker, the cherry on top of all of this... Is that it's really good organic salsa. It's not just a gimmick. It's like, wow, that's some damn good salsa. I hope to eat from that river once again in my life. I mean, that was worth the $5, that one chip dip. Right. I mean, the chips are obviously amazing. And, of course, it sells the salsa appetizer because you get the one chip dip. It costs $5. You go to your table like, damn, that was some good salsa. Guess what? You can get chips for free. But if you want the river-style salsa... That's seven bucks, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and guess what? You're addicted now. You can't and, get away. And it ain't very much. It's a very small plate yeah. of salsa. In fairness. It's not even get, a bowl. You it's need a to plate. Get, you need to get two. <laughs> <laughs> two for the table. You know, I'm sorry. That's how it is. You know how in, in Mexican restaurants, since we're doing this now, guacamole, if you remember, you may not remember this, Grant. Back in the day, you'd get guacamole at a Mexican restaurant. And it was like three bucks. And then something happened, Grant. Avocados became very popular. Avocados became popular. And they started like, we're going to make it in front of you. And then that suddenly it was $11. Oh, when they make it in front of you, it's so good, though. Oh, no, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, but it was $11. And then even the places that don't make it in front of you, like, you know what? $11 works for me, too. It's $11 now. And it's like, it's just guacamole, bro. <laughs> What's happened? I mean, avocados aren't cheap. Yeah, but come on. 
guacamole in 11 Look, bucks. now we're on the side of the restaurant industry. Now oh that God, we've made what this restaurant, doing? what are you doing? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're going to pay for your salsa, and you're going to like it. <laughs> okay. It, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't defending the salsa. That's the problem, I guess. Yeah, you got a problem. Rio de Salsa. Come on down. Yeah, we'll see you guys in 2019 when we open doors. Yeah. You're going to Las Vegas, New York City, and uh, El Paso. Okay. Why not? All right. See you there. All right. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And going to be traveling the globe. We still have time to.